Come on, Gav, will you? Let's get this show on the road. Before I start talking about Gavin Quinn's in the studio. Gavin Quinn. Uh, and again, they'll find out on there. It's Andrew Conway is away. And Andrew Conway surfs the Irish wave. CJ Stanley. Wherever you are right now, Tony Keady, I know you're smiling. Because Gunnaway will rejoice like never before. Is the famine over? And he's got the cross in. And a chance here, McLean! He's done it again! James McLean puts Ireland in front. Roll kicking up into the air. And over the ball. And Dublin have surely won the All-Ireland. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Action Replay Extra Time of 2017. Gavin here and I'm joined in the studio by Alex Stone, Luke Redmond and Ian Brennan as we take a bit, bit of a look back at uh, 2017 in, in general with a few awards to give out as well as taking a look at Champions League action this week and the final round of group games with a few of the matches taking place last night and as well as tonight. So we'll start with uh, Group A lads and Manchester United, they were already qualified, already shoot the last 16 realistically and they had to come back from behind against... CSK Moscow, CSK Moscow, where we saw one of the most bizarre um, football rulings, uh, one that was perfectly legal and one that I actually didn't know existed until last night. It was the correct decision until they decided to uh, to give the goal to Vitinho in the end. So can you walk us through what this position was? Like, what so essentially was? what happened was Vitinho of CSK Moscow took a shot that ricocheted off uh, Alan Jagwev, who was behind the Manchester United defensive line. Uh, in an, what seemed to be an offside position and the deflection took the goal took the ball past Dave Day and into the net however it was deemed that he was onside because Daly Blind who had slid uh, Saul Campbell-esque one would say off the pitch um, was judged to still be um, in the phase of play and yeah. therefore when a player goes off the pitch in a phase of play without the referee's permission um, they are judged to be in effect on the sideline standing on yeah. the sideline when judged for offside so literally there's no such thing as offside then if just one like if that player is out of play yeah, uh, yeah Alan Zagwell was onside yeah. in that yeah. case yeah which was the correct decision and a ruling that I've never personally seen in, in football but uh, yeah um, it, w- it was an interesting one it was interesting then that they gave the goal to Vitinho because his shot was going wide it was a significant deflection off Alan Zagwell but that's one for the dubious goals committee to debate um, short though it, it was a good call by the referee it was a good call by the referee yeah. and the linesman interestingly enough from the Manchester United fans perspective um, Romelu Lukaku back in the goals yeah it's it been was, a while um, it wasn't like you know his goal against I think it was in Newcastle where he, uh, he was Newcastle, fired yeah. it into the roof of the net from like six yards out mm. uh, he, he you know he, he, he had to take it he didn't have time to think about it it was more an instinctual finish and I think that's that's a good thing, you know. He's, you know, it shows he's still sharp. You know, he's okay. He hasn't scored many goals recently, but hopefully this will be back. He'll, this will be him coming back into form now. And of course, um, his partnership with Rashford throughout the game was quite dangerous, which is another good thing for Manchester United. Another positive from the attacking sense, especially going into the City game on Sunday without Paul Pogba, they will be missing a lot of their attacking impetus. Some would say so. Um, yeah, to see those two working well together. Do you happen to know if Fellaini is fit for the? Not off the top of my head, no. There's rumours that he could be, but it's not nowhere, like it's not confirmed. It's all speculation at this because stage. If, because if Fellaini starts against City, I think we win. Seriously? You, you really think that? I think so. Fellaini's that much of a difference? I don't because, know. Do you think? No, because City have been very weak from set pieces. That is... They, yeah. they, they, a bad conceded call. A, they 
had a couple of hairy moments against West Ham the weekend conceded from us mm. from set piece and their best defender at the moment even though that defender in question isn't very good at defence he's uh, in general although he hasn't proved this season in John Stones uh, is missing hmm. so um, that will be an area where they can attack City um, Do you think Luke Shaw will get some game time because he played 90 minutes last night which, it was, is, which is a very positive thing for United uh, no, really Ashley Young is starting left back against City yep. it's, it's, Yeah I can yeah. see him starting yeah. But it, it was a positive to see Shaw get yeah. out, get 90 yeah. minutes. was voted by the fans as man of the match at the end of the game, even though he was culpable for Fernandez getting in, which set up the CSK yeah, goal. I also think it's a little bit harsh on Rashford as well, who you know, deserved his goal thoroughly. Yeah, very much so. But Leo, Shaw was a positive attacking outlet for 80 of the 90 minutes. Yeah. One minor mistake in defence. Okay, it did lead to the goal. But at the end of the day, other than that, he wasn't culpable for anything. And he did tie towards the end of the game, but that is a testament to how intensely he was working that left-hand side. He, he played reasonably well. FC Basel, the surprise runners up in that group, potentially? Like, uh, would you say surprise? For a well, I, I'm I'm pretty much surprised. They they beat Benfica 2-0 last night as well. In the, Benfica in the other have been horrific in this they group. Have, they've got, they like, really have, yeah. They're always a pot one team. I think they're a pot, pot one for this group as well. They were pot one, yeah. They've got one of the higher coefficients in Europe. They're probably one of the most consistent teams in Europe to get to the last 16 mm. themselves in Porto as well although it's not one it goal though they scored one goal just in one. six games that's pretty terrible it's just one of those disaster pieces and another team maybe that hadn't one of them would be Atletico Madrid only six goals in their <laughs> six games which is uh, you know that's not a great strike yeah. rate for a team that would be after the building of the new stadium and everything yeah. would be considering themselves amongst the European elite and now after they won with draw Chelsea they are five, not five they goals for Let's Go um, I'd like to say it's only five it was only five was it's only five, was it? five. Uh, yeah. weren't known they only conceded four uh, <laughs> uh, we, we will come to Let's Go as we go on but um, with United with the with the Manchester derby in mind um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic didn't play at all uh, even Jesse Lingard didn't pl- didn't come off the bench tonight. You'd, like, you'd suspect Lingard will play on. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was about yeah. to get to. Like, who who do you see starting, especially in midfield yeah, and up front con- for United yeah, this cons- weekend? Considering because I had Ibrahimovic penned as almost a certain starter last night. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just given the fact that you know I thought uh, Mourinho might want to save Lukaku for the derby, I can't see Lukaku playing 270 minutes in one week. So I think. But credit to Lukaku. I think he will the, start though, Lukaku. The one thing that Lukaku has exhibited fantastic um, more than anyone on both when he was with Everton, I mentioned it, is his stamina. He's yeah. played every single minute of every single Premier League game in this calendar year for both clubs. So yeah. he has exceptional stamina. And if there's one player that you would trust in the United setup, other than maybe Antonio Valencia, to be able to play 270 minutes of football, it would be Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. Lingard is an interesting. Um, thought because the partnership that Lukaku and Rashford exhibited was very much akin to the one exhibited at the start of the season when they were at their most impressive form mm-hmm. Lukaku is um, sorry Lingard is an exceptional uh, individual form at the moment it probably is an indicator that Rashford was on last night that Lingard may start but do you think Rashford may have done enough to dissuade that opinion and maybe work his way into the 11 on the right hand side where does Tony Martial lie though as well if this I think they would the go with Martial Lingard and Lukaku I think that was the thinking that a lot yeah. of us I don't know I think, I think well, there's Rashford an argument to be made into the plans now as well you know there's, a, there's an argument to be made that he could start Lukaku and Ibrahimovic because it, yeah, City was, have not seen a challenge of two big strong physical strikers that's very true I was just about to say if you could start Ibrahimovic kind of in the role that Juan Mata has been playing uh, 
start him in behind Lukaku, you mm. know, but a bit further forward. Mm. And then pull Mata further back to replace Pogba. Well, no, what oh, you do I is do you that. play Matic, Fellaini and Ibrahimovic, yeah. I think is what you're alluding yeah, to. Yeah, is what I was going to do. And, and, I, and just, have, but that's, that's an have, if with Fellaini. Um, Martial and Lingard or Rashford and Lingard then on, on the wings. Mm. Yeah. Would be, would, be my, would be my, probably, I, uh, would I say prepared formation? I don't know because I don't know exactly the physical fitness Ibra's in, if he can last a full... And Fellaini as well, for that matter. Fellaini as well. Uh, well, I mean, if Fellaini doesn't play, I think it'll be Herrera. I don't think Matt is going to get I can see like a 5-3-2 sort of coming through here with the wing backs. So who would play your third centre-half? I think it's Well, last night it was Lindelof, um, uh, Blind and... Oh, Blind played centre-mid. We played oh, Fortress Blind, 3 sorry, last sorry, night. Blind, Lindelof, Blind played Smalling. Mid. It was Lindelof and Smalling, um, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think uh, Rojo's going to be back soon. I think he, he Rojo's already back. back. He's back, so it could be Lindelof, Smalling and Rojo. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Shaw, or not Shaw, Blind and... Or no, uh, Young and Valencia yeah. with um, the holders being um, Fellaini and Matic however that does sacrifice Ibrahimovic from the starting 11 if you do go with a back three because your front three then would be Martial Lingard possibly Rashford and uh, Lukaku mm. Mm. I uh, suppose there's, there's, a couple there, there's definitely Man United have a wealth of attacking options yeah. So, and the thing is is that uh, one thing we might as well touch on the, on the City 11 uh, David Silva's doubtful or is he? He is. Uh, none of you ask Jose Mourinho, he isn't. Yeah, <laughs> Mourinho's very sceptical about that news. Um, but the thing is, yeah, with David Silva being doubtful, they still have uh, Fernandinho, Kevin De Bruyne and a few other... No, I'm, 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 I'm not saying that David Silva's the game changer here. I'd say that's at the moment, it's Kevin De Bruyne or Raheem Sterling. But, you know, it is one option that... I guess you could just go 4-3 change, just put all the big men on and... You know, it, 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 it's one option. I think there's City are weaker in midfield without them. I'm not saying that Ilkay Gundogan can't or yeah, yeah, sorry, can't go in to do a job. Depend, but it'll depend what kind of what kind of team they feel tonight against Shakhtar. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which we will move on to, which, of course, lads. But um, yeah, it 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 depends what lineup they they put up. They put up there, there yeah, yeah. If we can kind of almost guess, it. they're already true, aren't they? They've already topped the group. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. they've topped the group. Yeah. It's actually uh, Shakhtar who do need to get something out of this, I believe. Yeah, sure to get to, to, to remain head, ahead to of to Napoli. Ahead of Napoli. Yeah, but um, I suppose we'll keep going through the groups. We will, we will, of course, preview the Manchester derby on Thursday on Action Replay. Mm-hmm. But um, Group B, uh, PSG obviously topped the group even after last night a three-one defeat to Bayern Munich. It was a good performance from Sven Ulrich, the Bayern Munich goalkeeper, to keep out Paris Saint-Germain, yeah. stopping um, Mbappe was the only man who actually scored just mm-hmm. at the start of the second half. But um, who? Oh, who Celtic and Anderlecht is what you're thinking of. No, not the other game. I'm talking about the scores for Bayern. You oh, know, it was Robert, Robert Lewandowski, Lewandowski and, and two for ex-Leon, uh, Yeah, yeah. Great Probably. performance for Bayern Munich. And uh, yeah, they're doing well in their Jupp Henkes so far. They are, yeah. Um, I mean, Henkes is obviously a club legend down there and he mm. has been able to turn their fortunes around. Albeit they did lose at the weekend in the, in the Bundesliga, which closes the gap between them and RB Leipzig no, in second place. No, they won the weekend. They beat Hanover. Was it the Hanover week before that then? Week before they lost to... Week before that, yeah. yeah. It was Munch and Gladbach, yeah. My apologies. But um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, they're, they're doing reasonably well. PSG are doing more than reasonably well. Uh, because they, although well. they did lose to uh, Strasbourg, they were beaten. They have been beaten. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. uh, two losses on the spin then Two losses PSG. on the spin yeah. for PSG. Yeah, that's actually very, very important to know. They wouldn't have like I'd say they wanted to win this game as well. It's just like we were saying to lay down a marker in terms of heading to the knockout they stages. They only got they in on goal difference uh, ahead of Bayern. Interestingly, head to head record at the side. Head to head now. Head to head record. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Head to head goes because I think um, who uh, yeah Roma Roma finished top uh, ahead of Chelsea despite having fewer goal difference because they beat them. They beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that's a Celtic going into Europa League as well uh, the Vanderlecht head-to-head record yeah. which reckon... is the other game in that group as yeah. well um, Celtic were beaten 1-0 by Anderlecht they were yeah but um, it's a very disappointing it was a disappointing Celtic performance It was. it's been the yeah. first time they've lost uh, not taking a point from their home games in the Champions League mm-hmm. I think ever actually in, in the format in the current Champions League format um, no, no, they no, they would have lost to PSV. That's not. It's oh, the first time they've lost their three home games. Yeah, they haven't taken a point yeah. at all. Um, so yeah, a disappointing way to end the group. They are still into the Europa League, which is you can still consider an achievement for Celtic to to get uh, in ahead of the Belgian side. But um, it is a bit of an achievement. But then again, they could they could get a bad draw now in the Europa League and crash out fairly convincingly, just because of the lack of competitive fixtures in the domestic league for them. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's 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 possible, but you know, you'd like to think that Brendan Rodgers will, will have you know enough mental drive installed in his players to to keep going and, and do well. In the Europa. A lot of character. The Europa League, players. Europa League is the challenge. I think where Celtic's team are, is at in terms of their level. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're Champions League standard team, um, and I think their performance in this group and a loss to an Anderlecht team who've been extremely poor in this group and uh, and in the league as well in in, in, in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How are they doing in Belgium? Poorly, I think. Yeah, they're uh, in like, like in seventh or something like that, aren't oh. they? They're 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 mired in mid-table. Last time I checked. Are, well, well, they're 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 third, but at the moment. But if you look through their fixtures, um, recent turnaround, is it? It it's it's been very inconsistent. Uh, and yeah, that's an all very high quality Belgian league either. Let's be honest. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I think I think you can attribute some of that to them losing their star player, probably even though he's only twenty years old. Um, in the summer to Monaco, Yuri Tielemans. Of course, but then again, um, yeah. you, know, you look at it, speaking of Monaco, there so that won't even be competing in Europe. <laughs> yeah. But then again, neither will Anderlecht. So, you know, um, yeah, obviously there is a rebuilding process that teams in the lower leagues always have to go through. Uh, other than Celtic, who have a monopoly, of course, on their division at the moment. But um, yeah, so that's why you see the yeah. main deciding factor in the the league rotating in Belgium, in sorry, Holland is which which team loses the most players usually. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you know that that's something that's a reality you have to deal with. But coming back to um, the Europa League that's a com- competition that Atletico Madrid are going to be competing in now true actually yeah we'll, we'll move on to Group C and of course the main news coming from that is Atletico Madrid one of the most consistent teams in Europe over the last five years or so two of the last four Champions League finals they've played in there you go against their city neighbours unfortunately they came across their city neighbours I think they would have won one if they faced anybody else really uh, yeah probably the first one yeah I think yeah. Although they, and they did bring that to extra time credit to them mm. Um, um, they drew. They, they nearly had. It was actually Madrid who brought it to extra time. Madrid yeah, yeah. Godin scored with, um, the first goal. Yeah, it was. Oh, was it Sergio Ramos equalizer? Yeah, yeah, Ramos. Yeah, Ramos, yeah. and then Bale, Bale, Marcelo, and Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo got the fourth. Yeah, he scored a penalty. I think. And then of course there was penalties. Penalties then. as well with um, Juan Fran missing the penalty, hit the post. Yeah, but um, yeah, they drew. It won't win. be in any penalty shootouts in the Champions League this year, this season because they're in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah. I just thought you said there won't be any at all. Yeah, so, for oh, Atletico Madrid, there won't be rather. But um, yeah, they drew with Chelsea last night. They did have a chance of still qualifying, of course, because Roma were playing the, re- the return fixture against Quarrelberg, and at one point, um, Atletico. What did I do wrong? Quarrelberg. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it was it was one Atletico and nil all in the Roma game, which I. Think meant that um, Atletico still had a chance of qualifying until Roma got their goal midway through the second half. But um, 
I'm just going to say now, fair, fair play to Carabag. They've done extremely Yeah, they have. Well. Uh, First Azerbaijani team into the group and they've taken two points, both off Atletico Madrid. That's both off Atletico Madrid. They didn't play badly either in the games oh, they did against no. Roma. Not only at losing all. 1-0 to Roma there last night and it took midway through the second half for them to break the deadlock. Yeah, They grew into know? this competition as it went yeah. on because yeah. I know they kind of got a spanking off Chelsea at the start. They did, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of, oh, it's going to go the way of like MSK Zelina and Kluge and whatever. But yeah, no, they've done reasonably well for being the 32nd out of 32 teams. If you'd rank them in in, in oh, the yeah, absolutely. and also the um, uh, group C probably being the second toughest group out of all the groups apart from Tottenham, Madrid, and Dortmund. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know they they've done well to take two points off Atletico Madrid, hold them to two nil all draws, mm. hold Roma who've been free scoring in that group, especially to, against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to uh, hold them to the second half. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. Roma were third favourites in that group as well, which is worth noting, and they've topped it. So you know you gotta gotta applaud yeah. there for Roma. I think if I'm gonna pick a dark horse in this competition at the moment, it actually has to be Roma. I was watching them against uh, Spal at the weekend, and I know Spal whatever they're 18 in Syria, but the way in which Di Francesco's system is able to just rip a defence open at the slightest touch, the slightest moment of notice. And Stefan El Sharawe is probably one of the form players in the world right now, let alone in Syria. If he can keep up that kind of form, which he was absolutely electric in that game. And Karabakh did incredibly well to hold them for as long as he did. Credit to them, like you said, Ian. But um, I think going in as group winners, hopefully they don't draw a a, um, Bayern Munich. Munich. Well, they can't draw Juventus. They They can't draw Juventus in the quarterfinals. They may draw Bayern Munich, admittedly. But if they can get get a, a half draw. decent draw, get through to the quarterfinals, I oh, think yeah, yeah they can draw lads, teams from they the could same get league. Sevilla you know, or something as well, you know. Sevilla still are very possibly Spartak Moscow as well. No, are they, or yeah, yeah, they, they can or Liverpool true. really. Spartak Moscow can open. still top the group if they beat Liverpool and Sevilla lose tonight. To, uh, I would Maribor, have I would have Roma beaten all three of those teams though at the moment. They really are dark horse in this competition. I would feel. Um, moving on to Group D, of course, business as usual last night. Juve picking up a 2-0 win, as well as Barcelona picking up their 2-0 win over Sporting, that which, make, which yeah, that made group. that yeah. pretty much as predictable as it could have been. You know, Barcelona top the group, Juve just behind. Sporting did have like a slight chance, I think. They did, was, they had a slight yeah, chance yeah. if they picked up points against Barca and Juventus lost. I think it was a nil-all draw with Barcelona and Olympiacos kind of opened up the group a little bit and it kind of looked a little bit yeah. messy but those results last night uh, definitely tidied it up yeah it's, it, the, the group pretty much finished exactly how everybody thought it would yeah, go it despite the right. early ropiness of the two draws that Sporting and Olympiacos both got at home or was Sporting's away when they drew with Barcelona no uh, when they yeah, drew with Barcelona Juventus sorry. Were at home last when they drew night, with Juventus so. yeah. yeah it was yeah well sure. the, the two points that they took off and did um, kind of throw it open for a little bit, but in the end, no mm. shocks. I think as expected, there's two teams going through. Expect to go through the last sixteen. Juventus may get a little bit um ropey in the draw, but at the same time, they could draw like Besiktas, for example. So you know, we're we're not going to say yeah. anything. Yeah, no, they could draw Manchester City. Yeah, you, so you, you could get you yeah. could potentially get City, United, Liverpool if they top their group. Uh, or, Roma as well, of course. Or Besiktas. So or yeah, Besiktas. Like or draw. Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs. Oh, Spurs, Spurs. Yeah. Spurs. I think they want to play yeah, Spurs at the yeah, moment, I think, though. I think, I think that's <laughs> but, um, we, say. we keep we keep thinking, oh, Roma could be the dark yeah. to keep it. Like, they could very easily get Real Madrid. Exactly. Yeah. What's but, interesting um, is um, the potential exists provided tonight's fixtures go the way of the English sides, by which I mean Liverpool, because the rest of them are grand. That um, we could have five teams from the Premier League uh, in the last sixteen Champions League for the first time ever. That's never happened, that and I think see, I, yeah. I have five teams from the same association got through. 
to the Champions League for the first time. Um, I don't think, think so. so that, like, I don't the, think the five Spanish teams got through when it, that was the only other no, year. No, they, they didn't. I don't think so. Who came fourth? Because Sevilla unless, would get there to no, Europe League. Unless, yeah, no, was well, you would have I think it was Valencia Spanish. went down the group stage. Yeah, no, yes, I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah because, uh, and it was only... Sevilla decided not to duck back into their safe haven of the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> they may well still do that tonight in fairness. Um, I suppose we'll we'll move on to tonight itself and we'll go to Sevilla's group as well Liverpool host Spartak Moscow in pretty much winner takes it all kind of tie the if winner Spart- takes it all not to quote uh, <laughs> ABBA <laughs> but uh, <laughs> didn't think I'd be quoting ABBA today but um, there you go yeah um, Liverpool home to Spartak Moscow they need to win this or they need to at least pick up a point Liverpool just need to avoid defeat yeah. um, and it, even if they do lose Maribor could do them a favour an unlikely favour against an Sevilla. unlikely favour but Maribor hasn't, haven't been too badly apart from when they were home to Liverpool yeah otherwise they've been okay in this yeah, group you have. have to say Liverpool you know playing at home against a Spartak team that have been very so-so in the Russian league yeah uh, they've got to be favourites to not lose that game you would feel yeah Liverpool are in a decent run of form as well lately you know they picked up a brilliant win on the weekend they were taking the squad a lot as well which is something Jurgen Klopp did he didn't even use Sadio Mane yeah I think he's going to go for it tonight though um, yeah you got to feel he's got to put out his strongest team just to just which to is, sew up top spot yeah well, and then he can focus he on the league then <laughs> hey you don't That's know I mean. it's you, quite you open he might want top spot but do you really want second place as well with the likes of PSG and Barcelona, Barcelona. lurking around you know I if, don't think you do either I think every, what was it if everything sits the way it is at the moment they could draw Besiktas potentially or be Leipzig if they nick top spot on yeah. the last day or PSG or Barcelona in the next round of Liverpool the most favourable draw really is either Basel but even Liverpool have had their hoodoos with Basel in the last few years well so have British sides in general yeah and um, I suppose maybe even Shakhtar are one of them as well if Liverpool do top the group yeah, there's if no Shakhtar easy draw there's no second. easy draw I don't think there's no easy draw League. anyway with the exception yeah. of some some say Besiktas but, but Besiktas have been brilliant in their own you, right you as never well. want to go to Turkey away exactly and last time Liverpool went to Turkey away in the Europa League they did not come back <laughs> with a nice <laughs> result <laughs> yeah, that's just quite morbid Lovren <laughs> <laughs> very nearly didn't come back they, they, they could have left him there after missing that penalty <laughs> <laughs> in fairness in fairness if I'm Liverpool and I'm saying oh you know, oh, let's let's say they somehow manage to get, or they go through second in their group. Um, I wouldn't probably say it would be a bad idea if they got a, like a United or a City. Well, well we, they like, can't in the last sixteen. Liverpool do well. They, I don't think they, can they can't in the, the last sixteen. They can't draw a you team. Can't draw the domestic side. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, cut that. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> don't do it. I'm not gonna do it because you're already using it for the intro. I know you are. <laughs> Um, no, this is this is the Christmas episode, so you have to use something Christmassy. Yeah, we Christmas my, broken <laughs> broken my heart. He spreads a lot of Christmas cheer. I feel. Okay, we'll, um, we'll see. But yeah, um, I suppose if we're gonna jump back to uh, Tottenham, football. Tottenham Real to, to football, yeah, yeah football, that's sport. Yeah. Um, we talk about sports in this. Do we yeah. talk about sports? Yeah. yeah so please, Gavin, continue talking about sports. Yeah, so um, how do you see the Liverpool game going, really, just to sum it up before we move on? Uh, it depends on whether or not they can keep Quincy Promes quiet. He's by far yeah. and away uh, Spartak's best player. A player that 100% can play in the Premier League. If, mm-hmm. let's say, a club like Everton gave him a call tomorrow. Uh, he's an electric presence up top. The club compared him in the week to Sadio Mane, uh, which is very apt, I believe, because he's got that same balance of power, pace and finishing. Yeah. If you can keep him quiet, you limit the other two um, in Spartak's 4-3-3 and then you just focus on your own game. But the defensive capabilities of Liverpool to keep him quiet, you know, it's always obviously been questioned. I think a, a pacey player in the midfield, uh, saying um, not Emery Chan. Do you think that the other one, Robert? Georgino Wijnaldum, my apologies, uh, not Emery Chan, he's 
very slow um, could maybe do a man marking job and yeah. try and keep him quiet because Wijnaldum of course has been playing a more holding role yeah. uh, this season um, so yeah uh, that's I suppose with I that debate it. as well though you have to t- you have to think about Liverpool's defensive options I don't see them going with Alberto Moreno again Mm. And Robertson got time. Robertson, Robertson, Robertson did get time. Robertson got time on the weekend, and he in fairness, well. Klopp, Klopp does have his eyes on this fixture for the last two weeks. Robertson's had two. He's Could had two games in the Premier League, in the Crystal Palace and game, and then this weekend he's been one of their yeah, better players. Know. So, like, what, what reason is there not to actually play Robertson? I know this is straight into a crunch Champions League fixture, but if you're, good enough, you're good enough, absolutely no reason. There's no reason. They're in Anfield yeah. as well. Don't forget. Moreno as improved as he has been. Yeah. Is still a liability. Uh, yeah. um, we've seen that in the Sevilla game. You know, he he was a liability. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> to, to put it simple, to put it simple, yeah. we'll, keep, we'll keep things simple here in the action replay exercise podcast. Yeah, so we, I'll, like, I'll like keep to... it simple. Liverpool home win, um, yeah, three two or something crazy like that. I'm, I'm very much on Luke's side. I don't, I'm maybe not three two, but maybe two nil. Something gets the job done if Liverpool oh, get early goals. If <laughs> Liverpool get early goals. It's dangerous. It sounds out dangerous to me. Similar to the Sevilla game, but um, we'll just see. I think the longer this goes without a goal, the better Liverpool's chances are. Realistically, I yeah, think I that's think that's a kind of weird way to look at it, but that's the way I see it. Yeah, I think the um, I, th- I think you're kind of playing down Liverpool's defense a lot because they played Jorginho Wijnaldum at centre at centre half, yeah, at the weekend, and they only conceded one goal. So yeah. I no, would just say one. I think I think you should playing them down. I think this will be slightly more comfortable. I think it could be like three yeah. one maybe. See, it's it's just one thing. Like as in on the on on paper, Liverpool should win this game. They should have come out of that group handily enough, with the exception of Sevilla maybe. Mm. But um, one like it's to say that on paper, yes. But um, in like in Europe in particular, Liverpool have struggled over the years. Last time they're in Champions League, of course, with Brendan Rodgers, they were woeful. Couldn't mm. even beat Ludogorets away. But uh, or sorry, at home and away. But um, beat them at home. Uh, or beat them at home. True away. Yeah. Palatelli and the Gerard penalty beat them at home. But um, yeah, it's just it's just a case just of kind of getting that co- like getting the kind of comfort back in Europe, which is Liverpool are trying to reestablish. Yeah, so that's well, why we, I don't we, think we should have been through last as it could have been. Should have been through last time uh, yeah. against Sevilla. Should have been done and dusted. Should have been top of the group. But it's just, just Liverpool are kind of like a lot of them players have not played in Europe. In recent years, so it, with, uh, I'm not going to count Europa League realistically, but yeah, maybe Alex, Alex Oxley Chamberlain has probably brought a bit of experience to that. He's probably the most experienced European player there, and he's, he knows Bayern Munich very well. So, so when we get them, it'll be fine. It, <laughs> no, it's really not going to be fine. <laughs> but um, uh, we'll move on to I t- believe it is Group F with uh, Manchester City hosted. Are they hosting Shakhtar? I think they're. No, yeah, they Shakhtar. are away to Shakhtar. Yeah, away to Shakhtar, which isn't a must win game for City but if they pick up a point I think they do top the group statistically they will indeed yeah um, David Silva's definitely out of this game I know that City are top anyway they're on 15 points Shakhtar okay. on 9 so yeah Manchester City you would expect like Ian was saying to see a somewhat weakened side going into this game Um but yeah, no. The, I mean, at the end of the day, it's between Shakhtar and Napoli for second place because at the moment there are three points separating the two. Yeah. Um. So Shakhtar need a point to from this game in the Etihad to. Oh no, sorry, they're home. Well, they're not at home, but you know they're in Ukraine mm-hmm. to uh, to guarantee um Champions League qualification. Yeah. With a weakened City side going out, it, it's possible. But again, it, it really all depends on that big X factor is the lineup. You know, going there knowing City are going to play their full sides. You would doubt it, considering the electric form that they've been in. 
But yeah, there's a chance that Shakhtar can bring a point away from this and secure their place in yeah, the last sixteen. I think, as a like looking at it from a purely footballing perspective, I would like Napoli to get second. But looking at it from a selfish point of view, as a United fan, knowing that we are top of our group and Shakhtar could be in second, I'd like you know just uh, I would rather Shakhtar instead of Napoli in the in the round sixteen. So. With, yeah, especially with like Napoli, you know, if Please, there's Mertens, Mark Hamsik, you know, Kajahan, Insigne, like you don't want our defense coming up against that. So I would yeah, say I, 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 I think City could maybe do us a solid, ironically, and field a weakened team. Let Shakhtar confirm their second place. City, um, yeah, City are gonna play a weakened team. Man United yeah. the weekend, they're top of the group already. They've, they're playing think for they absolutely care what nothing. way the result goes at all. Especially they don't they don't risk any injuries all the way out in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, there's no so point. They're going to play a weakened team. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't, I think Guardiola has had a serious uh, error of judgment there because this mm. has weakened team written all over it. Yeah. yeah. And in fairness, we don't even necessarily need them to do a solid because Shakhtar's head-to-head record has them ahead of Napoli anyway. So Napoli, Feyenoord could also do us a solid. Yeah. Did Did Shakhtar not uh, lose one of the games Napoli 3-0 or something like that? No. Oh, did they? Are you sure? Hold I on. I think so. I, I yeah, one thing to note, lads, as well, while he's Oh, sorry, no, yeah, that, I misread um, that. Yeah, no, you're right, you're is right. Is that Feyenoord yeah. actually at home in this game against Napoli? Yeah, Probably. but they are also bottom of, the, bottom of the table with no points and minus ten goal difference. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> but there's still a I I I, I, I did I did misread that. Uh, sorry, um, uh, Luke. Yeah, it, their head-to-head record is indeed worse. Uh, so it would send Napoli true. Just Should, got the goal difference of their head-to-head record is actually like the yeah, aggregate, yeah, it's, the it's aggregate. two in Napoli's favour. I think. Yeah, I if think I something remember like correctly. Um, but yeah, it would be. Uh, so no Feyenoord uh, can't do us a solid unfortunately well they can if they just draw with Napoli and then Napoli can't get through anyway um, but yeah it's um, it, it'll be interesting to see what way the City team pans yeah. out because I think that is the major deciding factor presuming Napoli can go to to Rotterdam and, and, and do the business as one would expect um, then beyond that you know we'll have to see what happens in well Kharkiv it's not Donetsk for yeah, yeah. reasons but uh, yeah we'll just reasons well, well, we're not going to get into the yeah, <laughs> the no, political yeah. strife in the <laughs> Eastern Europe at the moment, but uh, yeah. yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes with that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess you would predict that Shakhtar will take the second place and uh, head on up, but they still do need a point from that game. Um, Moving on to Group G, I suppose now as well, the, it's probably the most ooh, interesting it's, second it's place battle. Very nicely poised. You have uh, Besiktas and first place at 11 points, Porto and Leipzig at 7, and obviously Monaco completely out of running mm-hmm. with 2 points. Both um, second place sides are at home. They are, but one of them are f- are playing the well the, the top of the group team in Besiktas, but mm-hmm. they have nothing to play for. Yeah. Same thing as City. It could be another thing, it could be Besiktas field a week. Yeah. Yeah, and Porto, you'd who expect. Is it, who is it? The second place team. Porto versus Monaco and Leipzig. Porto versus, versus Monaco at home, which uh, that's we we'd almost accept that Porto are going to pick up three points there. So it's Porto have the better head to head by a goal as well. Yeah. Just so there you go. Leipzig goal. need the win. Leipzig the need way. the win, and Monaco need to put up some kind of fight and show something, which they haven't. For the sake for the sake of their own pride, is all they're playing for yeah. now. They're out of really, Europe yeah. completely. Um, a fascinating turnaround considering this time 12 months ago they were the most exciting team in Europe um, I think yeah, one could say their series of their back players. and forth against Manchester City in the, yeah, in the knockout got, stage was got, amazing they got robbed by Europe's best with Mbappe going to PSG Bakayoko going to Chelsea you know. what's interesting though is that it hasn't and impacted on, their on, form on. in Liga because of the players that they've been able to bring in to replace them mm. it has you've felt it in Europe though 
yeah. the depth mm. was isn't there. It's surface level team that mm. Monaco. But they have. are only there. They're just still in touch and distance of PSG and Ligue 1. So it, yeah, it, but it, they weren't able to bring that into the Champions League, which would suggest that they don't have the squad depth, you know, and that they're focusing on Ligue 1. Which is a wise decision, apparently. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, provided you can keep all the players there now this summer. I don't it's think there's a long-term decision. There are the headline-grabbing acts at Monaco. You know, I guess Fabinho didn't leave, but you know, the rest of them they can continue to build with the team. You know, yeah, the, the team that they currently Mara, have now. Yeah, it's pretty much expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, to Arsenal. Um, Potentially, I guess Liverpool. Were Liverpool also in for him as well at one point? Liverpool yeah. were. They were. They were supposedly gone, and then they did a U-turn and signed Chamberlain. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and then, of course, the dead rubber group, the Spurs the group, most exciting group. Well, it was exciting at one point back in round three or four. If Apoel make a result against Spurs and and Dortmund lose to Real Madrid, Apoel yes, can still get Apoel to the Europa can League. Go to the Europa yeah. League, but yeah, um, that's the only thing that's up for grabs. That's awe-inspiring fight for Europa League football. Spurs, Spurs do need to like at least get like no, rack up a few goals head to head. There, uh, no, not 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 for the case of first or second place. Oh, realistically, just for I, I think just for confidence yeah, because no, they have been slightly. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it's a good time for them to be playing yeah. Apoel. Yeah. It's what you mean, yeah. It's a that, essentially, um, I'm actually not too sure who they're playing this weekend. I'll get it up, I'll get it up there in a second. It's not one of the top teams, anyway. No, it's not. But um, yeah. So there's there's plenty of exciting Champions League games ahead. Um, I suppose like it's very early stages, lads. But who do you have as the potential winners? And then obviously we've already said our dark horse as well. You. Alex is making I've made my dark, dark horse point as Roma because it would have been Napoli but Napoli are gonna go yeah. out um, yeah well my dark horses would be either Roma or Napoli but if I'm minus Spurs oh well I wouldn't consider Spurs a dark horse because they're a group topper oh sorry Roma crap yeah sorry uh, <laughs> point invalidated negate, negate that logic um, your opinion is I think obsolete. that in terms of being a dark horse I would favour Roma to take Spurs at least at the moment in a yeah. one-on-one game that's fair at the so moment, I would though. still consider Roma I, I think their brand of football as good as Spurs is I yeah. think Roma have one of the best brands of football in Europe right now rivaled only by a handful players. of teams Napoli being one of them Uh I'm form at the moment, yeah. I'd take Stefan okay. El Sharawi over That's anyone in the Spurs team at the moment, to be honest. If I'm picking a winner, it's hard to look past Man City, to be honest. Really? Yeah. As your outright winner? No. As my outright winner. Yep. Yeah. Just... PSG, Barcelona? PSG, Bayern. no. They will run out of steam because they are at the level where City were like five years ago where they just don't have the guts in the team to get true to the latter stages yeah. when City were kept getting knocked out in the last 16 group stages yeah, of course. that's where PSG are and now they're, not a, they're not a locked on semi-finalist yet they still aren't and Barcelona or Juve surely to at least make it to the final Juve no they're not the the Juve team as much as it is still obviously competitive in Serie A and won the beats on the last six Serie A titles it is on the downward curve that's why you're seeing a title battle that's why Inter are top at the moment Yeah, uh, that will reflect itself in Europe there's not going to be a, a third final in uh, five years for Juve or whatever it is um, no I don't think so either Barcelona would probably be my second choice to be honest uh, because you can never rule out Barcelona ultimately I also they can, even though they got second in their group I think you can never rule out Real Madrid especially their no, yeah, no. it's, it's Re- very hard to rule them out just going for three in a row yeah Real Madrid despite the Tottenham games the form in Europe you know has been outstanding Real Madrid you see they're a team built for 
a series of sprints. They're not a team that's built to win the league. They're a team that's built to win the Champions League. Yeah, that's the yeah, ultimate they're, goal. They're, they're they're a big match team, and they do well. You know, when it's like they, you know they, they need they need John O'Shea in there just to make it complete. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you're gonna learn for, me, for our listeners, if you're gonna hear learn anything from this podcast, that Real Madrid are the big match John of football. Yes. Yes. If I had to pick somebody for the Champions League this year, I would pick PSG because I think they have the players yeah. in that team like Neymar who have won a Champions League. Um, you know, Edison Cavani has been there mm. and done everything when it comes to Europe. Um, and is this like, is this your outright winner as in your favourite or is this your dark horse? No, player? oh geez, PSG are definitely not a dark horse. Dark horse, see I think past PSG, past Barcelona, past mm. Real Madrid, past Man City only Roma are the only team there like Alex said that are could even be considered a dark horse everybody else if they win it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like oh, a shock well, or yeah. a surprise Spurs I guess they're like Gavin's brought it up Spurs Spurs and, and Liverpool I suppose but I mean I have Liverpool have got good European pedigree so but not in recent years is the point I was trying to make too uh, true they haven't been to the knockout stage of Champions League since the 08-09 season there you go but then again, this is only their second campaign since then as well. <laughs> yeah. So true, let's yeah. not forget that too. But. Yeah. Um, for me, personally, I think the the favourites to win, I think it's going to be between PSG and Barca. I think City will get found out by one of them. Okay. The um, in terms of Dark Horse, and I know this is a team, I'm going to sound very, very biased, but it's a team that you haven't mentioned yet. And I think United could... Could do something. Jose Mourinho guarantees you a quarter final. At the end of the day, that's that's a that's a fact that we can't really look past. Yeah, and I think if like if we get a little bit lucky with a draw, or whatever, if we pull out some really good performances, we could get to a semi final, and then yeah. you know who knows. So it's it's tournament football, isn't it? It's it's tournament football. I I think United are dark horses. And the fact that we're going under the radar would suggest that that's yeah. They've been under the radar for the whole group stages because there's been no headline games. And it is a good point that they've been plugging away, other than Basel away, they've been plugging away consistently. And it's, yeah, you know, they could just crop up there and say, remember um, like a team like a Leon or a Schalke where they just crop up in the semi finals, kind of unheralded almost. Yeah, um, yeah. They gave, they it was actually there. Schalke gave United a very good game in the semi finals. And yeah, Leon yeah, gave, well, I believe um, it was uh, Real Madrid a couple of years back. So, um, yeah, certainly. Yeah. And this is now a United team with a number of world class players, let's not forget. So they are like they are kind of given the dark horses tag, but at the end of the day, they're really not dark horses. Well, they're not in the top five though. So. They're not in the top think, five, but they're I think still... that you can't rule out any of the English teams. You can't rule out any of the English teams realistically. Yeah, my like if I, I was going to say dark no, horses. In, in, in fairness, I think I think you kind of have to rule out Liverpool for the overall title. I don't think they're quite there yet. I think the defense is a little bit too leaky. I think. I think they're. Then we, then we said Monaco's defense was really leaky as well, and they made it all the way to semi-final stage. I think Liverpool. If they get, Liverpool aren't as good going forward as Monaco were last season. Monaco going get, forward last season were the best team in Europe. So there's no. I think. If, I think if you say Tottenham can win it, you have to say Liverpool can win it. I don't. I just simply on that fact alone. If you think Tottenham can win it, then you have to think Liverpool can. Well, I think not. I don't think Tottenham or Liverpool will win it, but you know. I think that if one of them can, then both of them can. Yeah. And I think that applies to City and Chelsea as well. I know City are, you know, this wonderful, amazing team. But well, as we said, guys, it's big match John football, you know. We are actually all overlooking Chelsea now that I think of it. But um, yeah, well. to actually, I know I said that, but my three dark horses actually, by the way, are United, Liverpool and Spurs. All English teams. Yeah. All not favoured at all to win the, win the 
Champions League. But that's the thing, you know. It only been... takes two favourable draws, though, and then you're in a semi-final. And you're in a semi-final. And, then and anything can happen. Who knows? Like, you know, you know, brilliantly signed. Let's not forget, when Liverpool won the Champions League in 2005, they barely made it through the group. Just saying. And Thanks to Gerrard. Oh, you beauty. <laughs> and they barely made it through Chelsea as well. They barely, yeah, right. Thanks to what the Luis Garcia, Luis Garcia goes Luis go. Garcia. Mil- Mil- in fairness, Milan Baros did do the hard work. They did to make it through Chelsea. And Carvalho, <laughs> the re- whatever the referee's name line, was, it made it through Chelsea. It did not go over the line. But um, that was 12 years ago, so let's forget about it. Um, yeah, so that concludes that's nothing, all. That's our nothing ever, every, any Liverpool fan would say, oh, let's forget about 2005. Let's forget, let's forget, about, about, <laughs> let's forget about the questionable goal in the semi final, but let's remember the final. Look, hey, the referee hey, said it was a goal. It was a goal. Okay. If, if you um, come second in the group and you draw Besiktas, yeah, we're not going to win. Last time we got last time we got last time we got Besiktas in knockout football. As I said, we made a mess. Apparently, didn't come home from didn't Istanbul. come home from Istanbul. No, but they didn't come happy. Is what I was trying to say. Um, yeah, so that concludes all our Champions League talk and our football kind of current affairs talk. And now we get to... Current affairs. Current affairs, you know what I mean. <laughs> News. I love how we all just went, current affairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, we're going to take like a quick look back at the year and we're going to talk about like the ups, not a bit of the ups and downs. And I'm Simon from what culture? Oh, he's keeping like the <laughs> And we're going to give out a few awards as well. We have five awards to give out, and I suppose we'll start Drum roll, with please. with number no. one. And this is the Alberto Moreno Award for the biggest loser of the year. Um, so it goes who, to Alberto Moreno. Congratulations! Who would and Alberto Moreno is the winner. That next one. We do have nominations, but that's still open to the lads to throw in a few other nominations if agreed. So um, I suppose we'll. St- I suppose I'll start. We have we'll number just one. Name off, name off. We have Martin O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Fair. Boom. Fair after the end of the year, of course. Um, in hurling, we have Brian Cody. This uh-huh. Kenny side had their worst year on record for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Conor McGregor yep. hasn't had a good 2017 what after his exceptional 2016. Other than bank account, of course. Other than bank account, but we're talking in sport in terms of... Okay, sense. yeah, I'm aware. Um, Jamie Heaslip, who has... My boy. Who has... Uh, uh, He's not my boy anymore. He's injured. nobody's boy anymore. That's always on this list. Never mind, got <laughs> injured. He's also fell out of reckoning in... For Ireland and of course for Leinster as well. Leinster as well. Everybody's boy, Shane Long. <laughs> Just can't put the ball in the net. Do we have it? It is a it is a tough. Like, dis- do we have any other suggestions? Like for the respectable nomination for Cyrus Christie as well. For loser of the year. Yeah, just because he is one. <laughs> poor Cyrus Christie goes and through racial abuse, so racial abuse, and Ian Brennan says, "What a loser." Nothing, nothing about. Okay, no. In, fair, in fairness, like the racial abuse was. I think Ian Brennan is being harshly critical of Cyrus Christie. I think Ian Brennan is being exactly as critical as we should be of Cyrus Christie. <laughs> I think Cyrus Christie isn't here to defend himself, but then again, nor was anybody on that. Nor list. was anybody on that list. <laughs> um, like, so I'll I contradict I know, myself I immediately. Want, I, okay, he, he might not get on the list, but I feel he deserves an honourable mention. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. So who like watch Mojo? Uh, just before we get to the number one, a few honourable mentions. <laughs> so if we can go through, do you want to go through them all individually, and we'll see which one of us comes to the most biggest yeah. agreement realistically. Keep it simple. Um, Mardo Neil, you, know. you could say. Would, after after we debate, we'll vote. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, Martin O'Neill. He you could say he had a good year up until November. But that's the thing, though. You know, if you're going to look at it as the whole of 2017, we yes. have to remember Wales, but we also have to remember Georgia. But we have to remember, you know, there's been what? a lot of one game, the Wales result. That's it. 
Like what, One what word. good results has Martin O'Neill actually had this One year? One word, Denmark, and that's all the argument I need to make. You no, know, in fairness, Gavin makes a very good point. The Wales game is the only real highlight. Yeah, like yeah. we what we drew against Wales, drew against uh, drew against Wales. Coleman broke his leg. Drew against uh, thanks drew to Jonathan Walters, we only drew against Georgia. Austria. One nil down. Yeah, drew against Austria. Drew George. against Georgia away. Lost to Serbia at home. Lost to what? Denmark. It's two wins he got all year. Wales and Moldova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So that's why he has to be included in this. Okay, list. we'll keep this. We'll keep these reasonably snappy, though. Yeah. Right. So no, we, Martin O'Neill could take up a whole podcast. So uh. we can go <laughs> down a rabbit hole and never come back. Just like Liverpool didn't come back from. Uh, it's the mo- Um I suppose you lads aren't as well versed in hurling as I would be. But well, I'd, I'd give it a stab. Yeah, yeah. Brian Cody, do you think? Do you think he merits a place on the list? Or? I, yes. yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's it's the end. If cycle after cycle after cycle of Kilkenny side have been absolutely, yeah. you know, it's been the conveyor belt, the Lamazia of hurling almost. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, absolutely shocking year for them. Um, and I mean, you know, it, in, fairness, in fairness, it was a Waterford to put them out of the qualifiers, wasn't it? Uh, they crashed out from Leinster at the hands of Wexford. I know, but, yeah, um, Waterford. Put them ultimate, the series. ultimately put out by Waterford so yeah. up to Dacia but um, after, up to Dacia up the yellow it was, it was yeah, after no, extra or yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar Shannon's uh, a goal from Mar Shannon eventually just put them away kind of psychologically in the last couple of minutes yeah it was yeah 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 but um, yeah they were they looked long and gone anyway they had only they had only barely got over uh, Waterford in previous years yeah. as well yeah yeah and it was kind of coming it was coming perspective. yeah it was coming in general as well with the Wexford victory so mm. Um, they also nearly got relegated from Division One A two. They did, so yeah. Forget. They were in. They were in trouble. Or in trouble. So, um, yeah, they had Brian Cody it's definitely. Definitely should be here. Yeah, it's been his. Well, it's been his worst season as boss by yeah. a country mile. Poor Brian. Um, Poor Brian. Yeah, like I suppose you could say also in twenty uh, twenty thirteen they weren't impressive at all. They crashed out to. Cork. Tip? No, they crashed out to Cork in the All Ireland quarter final. Stage. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. It was on the same day that Dublin picked up a victory over Limerick, I believe. But um, <laughs> that's how I remember because I'm there. I'm wearing a Dublin jersey in case anyone didn't, doesn't know. Um, uh, but we'll move on. on. Speaking Conor of uh, Dublin's favourite son, or indeed he was up until uh, quite recent times, uh, Conor McGregor's is an interesting one because from a sporting perspective, there's nothing to criticise because he hasn't really done anything except box Other for a significant sum of money. the greatest pound for pound boxer of all time. Which, in fairness, you know, regardless of forty re- years old, regardless of who you are and what experience yeah. have you have, you can't actually criticise that from a sporting perspective because Floyd Mayweather was supposed to win. But can you praise it? Did he do anything of note? Really? Yeah, for it, three it was, re- he, he, he won, won the first two three, rounds three rounds as what Floyd Mayweather made out like what kind of. What yeah, was he, doing, like? yeah oh, he fed into Mayweather's Which, game fairness, plan, of Floyd course. Mayweather doesn't actually do like that's the same kind of tactic he does take in his fights, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. I can't say he's the biggest loser of the year for that, but he might be. Yeah, for but let's not forget, and like in terms of his attitude outside, I of the see. Sport, but that's his thing. attitude towards Recently, UFC. What we even, from a sporting perspective, yeah, even even what, not for, even not defend his title in a whole calendar year. What we have to consider here is what we're actually giving this award based on the merit of, because if it's based on the merit of sporting. Loserness, for lack of better phrasing. Yes, I don't think he can give it to Conor McGregor because it's his personal issues yeah. that would put him on this list, yeah. in my sense. True. And I think that if you if you look past that, you know, his one sporting accolade of the year, he lost uh, his big fight, obviously to Floyd Mayweather. Mm. But you know, in a manner that he did come out looking rather respect he came out looking you got got a fair show. He didn't look much it. worse than he than he did coming in essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so McGregor is a bit iffy. Jamie Heaslip. Jamie Heaslip's an interesting one because obviously he's had the back injury that's kept him out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to him over the summer and uh, it, uh, I did an interview with him for work and basically it was just a case of he has no, absolutely no timeline on it. 
And this wouldn't be an issue if it wasn't for the dual emergence of CJ Stander and, and Jack Conan, Conan yeah. for both club and country or uh, province and country province, I should so say you've got Conan in Leinster and then of course and he's Stander, Stander and Conan Ireland, if Jersey. Stander goes yeah. in Ireland so um, yeah it, he slips been out for so long whether or not he can get back up to full fitness whether yeah. or not he can back to, get back to match sharpness there's so many question marks over whether or not he's going to be able to fulfil his duties for as a number eight for Leinster and again with Max Deegan now coming through on the bench for Leinster there's no chance there's no guarantee yeah. that he's going to be there even now Jordy Murphy's left to go to Ulster but Max Deegan's still there and we can't rule out Sean O'Brien either obviously because he can't play at eight too so yeah there's it's been a bad 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 year to be Jamie Heaslip entirely it's an interesting one because yeah, while you got a feel for him you got a feel for him it's an injury yeah. induced bad year yeah I suppose, it, just sorry, in terms of his ranking, I guess, in in the minds of the majority of the public, like it's just, you know, he's a successful businessman, and I and I envy the the overall livelihood he's had. But from a sporting career perspective, you know, I don't want to say it might be over, but that's what's looking like. Um, I suppose the last person we really mentioned, apart from Cyrus Christie, who does get an honourable mention, I mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, but I don't necessarily agree with myself either. <laughs> <laughs> and you can print that. Um, Shane Long hasn't scored in 444,000 games now (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting like some sort of hours minutes (laughs) and then it turned into 1,000 games he has struggled he still still started I think he started last weekend for Southampton so his manager is still showing faith in him he still plays well he just can't put the bloody ball in the net he just can't put the ball in the net and that that was never more evident than against Moldova where he hit the post Missed by an inch, just could not score. And um, yeah, Shane Long just hasn't had a good time as of late, really, since 2016, or Euro 2016, realistically. Yeah, and even then, the only good performance he had he was didn't against even score. Uh, Italy. Was the only good game he had was against Italy. Yeah, and that was just like hounding for the whole game, realistically. Yeah. And he didn't play up top either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you I wonder, see. does he actually put the ball in the net when he just like has an open goal at home, you know, like playing in the back garden he probably just like his daughter is probably if he has a daughter is probably like <laughs> <laughs> he's gone for touch Cyrus Christie gone for touch Ian what were you saying um, yeah no I, I feel like it's okay yeah it's, it's, it is justified that you know he's a striker and he hasn't scored in how many amount of games it ha- it's been yeah. but February he does a lot of on just make sure everybody knows he does a lot of work off the ball and you know even on the ball to like hold play up that I feel people don't give him enough credit for okay yeah it doesn't make up for the lack of goals but I feel no. like to put him on I don't think he's, he's he should be winning this award in fairness to him okay, okay I think we, I think we can take it down to the, the first three O'Neill, Cody, McGregor I think that's kind of where we're, we're voting he's slipped now oh sorry no O'Neill, Cody and he slipped sorry yeah, say, yeah. right lads so if we've narrowed it down to that can we get your can we get your um, we all know what I'm going to say you're not <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw mine out first lads because um, we, we are kind of running out of time as well so we need to go through the awards quickly enough yep. yeah. um, I'm going to say Martin O'Neill just for the basic fact that the, apart from the Wales game that's all that's been done Brian Cody he's going to come back better next year I don't know about Martin O'Neill and he slip it's just unfortunate with injuries I second that Martin O'Neill yeah. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for he slip because as sad as it is O'Neill and Cody the, the thing that makes I think he slips downfall sadder is that it's been completely away from the limelight for the most part O'Neill and yeah. Cody's have been quite public but he slips at least like there's nobody's even talking about him anymore I think that's the worst bit of it so I, that's why I try my hat in the so ring for he slips so now to tie this 
if he votes Look, I was absolutely Martin O'Neill, but then I thought about it. And I thought about poor Jamie Heaslip. But then I'm still going to pick Martin O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. A bit of a plot twist. Yeah, so, um, yeah Martin O'Neill, by the skin of his teeth, yeah. wins this award for me because he had a terrible, terrible, terrible that's fair, year. That's fair. Yeah, uh, so I'll go Martin O'Neill. So Martin O'Neill wins the Alberto Moreno Award. <laughs> Congratulations, Martin, if you're listening. You can collect the award at DCU. In the next week or so, if if that if that suits, come if not, you can email me, me or email DCUFM, of course. But um, we're going to move on to our second award, which is the Glenn Whelan Award for spirit and personality. We all know Glenn Whelan is the most spirited man in the Ireland squad, <laughs> and also got the best personality in all of football. Uh-huh. So um, we don't have many nominations for this. I actually put Cyrus Christie's name down <laughs> because I think Cyrus Christie deserves a mention because. In fairness, he had to come in at the start of the year when Seamus Coleman. No, I know you can speak in a minute, Alex. Okay. <laughs> Seamus Coleman got injured. Ireland had to pin their hopes on a right back, and it was and it was poor Cyrus Christie had to just step up. Cyrus had to fill this position in so so many crucial games, and I don't think he let the country down. Not at all. Some say he, he had to suffer with he had to suffer with nights. abuse from people online, racial abuse. Of course, we won't get into that, but. Look, he's he's been through a lot in the last twelve months, and he has not let Ireland down. I'm sorry, but he hasn't. Okay, if this is going to be a sports personality award, then I, I have know. two nominations for you. Well, it's spirit and personality. So okay, the spirit side goes. For well, me. yeah, but the, my I think my two nominations will cover both. First of all, um, O'Donovan and O'Driscoll, the rowers. Yeah. For the shape, for the amount, for the you know, they're fantastic in interviews. They represent their sport exceptionally. Yeah. They are incredibly media friendly. They are, you know, they're they're just a great representative. I think for the country as well. Yeah. And my second one would be Coruscant. Um. Cora is down for a different award. Cora can go down for this one as well. Okay. Cora as a you know as the leading light uh, in terms of who men you would gravitate to as like the the the, the best uh, women's footballer in the country. Oh, for she is. So many years. Well, four All Ireland titles with Mayo. Is it? She's got four All Ireland titles with Mayo, and she won her eleventh All Star. She won the she, she won the All Ireland Club Championship like last weekend. As oh well, yeah, she won she? it there last weekend. Yeah. She won. And that's her like seventh or something. She like won that. the intermediate that. club championship with her club just there. Yeah, it was Arnell intermediate Park club championship yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, Carnican, Carnican. Did I say that right? I, I did not. Yeah, well, I'm not. Well, John Morley, if you're listening. You yeah, um, to stay on the GA side, actually, I want to nominate another GA star, which is uh, Jack McCaffrey for the Personality Award. Yep. He had. He Definitely. did have it. He did Super have a good player. year. He was on track to be an All Star and probably one of the better. I think he got not. Did he get an All Star? He did. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he got an All Star. He was on track to be one of the leading. Like he could have been a potential player of the year if he had a good R and final. Yep. But he didn't. He only got fifteen minutes because he had to go off injured, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And he actually picked up. Uh, he had to have surgery recently as well, so he's not going to be back until middle of next year. Yeah. Um. But that didn't keep him down on the All Ireland celebrations night. One of my actually biggest memories is Jack McCaffrey just waving to the camera behind and just keep doing faces and messing around. And then you seen him like a week later at the at the ladies final and like just giving it giving it all and I think he's just one he's he's a kind of he shows a bit of personality that Dublin team that often they don't show you mm. know they yeah, definitely. they are very professional whereas Jack does like to mess around and it's I, I just like I just think that's that's why he goes yeah. down I feel like a, a different another nomination a different like aspect of spirit of personality you know uh, I feel Darren Randolph should get at least yeah. honorable mention because that's fair know, yeah. he's he's been Ireland's this list is growing Ireland's probably best player for the entirety of the Euro campaign most consistent definitely yeah most consistent, most consistent um, and he was probably the best game in, or best player in that Denmark game as well really yeah. both Denmark games yeah. and I feel like um, 
the way that he took um, a massive pay cut from West Ham to go to Middlesbrough just so he could get uh, yeah. game time and play. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, admirable. It's yeah, admirable. Yep. If we're gonna do that, lads, as well, we can say Shane Duffy as well for the way he's grown into this Ireland side. Yeah. And as and one thing to know is about Randolph too is that um, he has been around for media a lot. Like you know, a lot of them players are closed off. Yeah, yeah. As uh, like as we've grown to learn, whereas Randolph is is there regularly yeah. for press conferences and stuff like that. Um. um anyone else want to throw some names forward? Or um, we well, I think we have enough now. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's enough. Now. We've more than plenty. Uh, so, um, Alex, what so are the full nominations? Then? My, um, um, we've got Jack McCaffrey, Cora Staunton, O'Donovan O'Driscoll, um, Darren Randolph, and Cyrus Christie, Cyrus Christie, Shane Duffy, Shane Duffy. That's six. that's the six. Uh, I'm going to stick with Cora Staunton. I think Cora, as a representative okay. of her sport and of her county, of her club side, and of everything, she is of the utmost. She's a yeah. she's a fantastically friendly woman. Where you and I, Gavin, yeah, have we've, both we've met her spoken to her, where we've met Ian her. Um, as well. Ian met her as well. Sorry, yeah. Um, she's a fantastically lovely woman yeah. and a fantastic uh, representative. And for she loves her. a bit of coppers. She loves a bit of coppers as well. And now she's off to Australia. She's actually went to Australia on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And she may well come back and, and she's probably finished, get herself yeah. another All Star. Who knows? Like she's that good. But um, yeah. so Alex going for Cora. What about yourself, Luke? Damn Randolph. Randolph. Okay. Uh, although I nominated Randolph, I think I'm going to go for O'Donovan O'Driscoll. Um, <sighs> Gavin yeah. comes down to you, Sunshine. It yeah. comes down they're to just, me. They're just the, the epitome of just you know how to represent the sport and your um, country for that matter. Yeah. So yeah, we've got Cora, we've got Randolph, and we've got O'Donovan O'Driscoll. I'm going to agree with Ian here. Oh, I know you brought it up, and that was wasn't fair something enough, I brought fair up. Okay. But now that I think of it, yeah, I think I think they should they Mar- should. So um, Marco the Glen Wheel Award goes to not just one person, but a duo. Yep, Marco Dunlevin, Shane O'Driscoll, round of applause. Congratulations, lads! Super stuff. Super. Stuff. And now we move on to the bigger awards. We're gonna th- we're gonna first do um, moment of the year. There could be loads for this realistically, lads. Any but, sport um, or any, any sport, sport, yeah. sport and moment of the year. It could be a score, it could be a goal, it could be the final whistle, something like that. Um, Keep it. I'll throw down, I, I, can't, have, I can't show in Daniel Kivy out here, unfortunately. I have two. I have two nominations. First of all, we okay. all know what the first one is. It's obviously James McLean's goal against Wales. Uh-huh. The Jeff Hendrick ball across. James mm-hmm. McLean. We've we've really Harry had so a step times. over. I think should get a nomination oh, yes. in itself. <laughs> and. Um, Another one as well from GA circles is the fact that Dublin won three in a row All Ireland's in the last minute of the mm-hmm. game, the 76 minute, thanks to a Dean Rock free, like incre- incredible like bravery even for Dean to do that, you yeah. know. And um, one I would add on to that actually from Dublin's campaign as well, yeah. uh, oh, Conor Callahan's goal against Tyrone, not against uh, Mayo, against so Tyrone. not the first minute of the All Ireland against the what I think it was like the 15th minute by then against Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, he picked up the ball. There was there was a lot of questions asked. No, it, was about a, him. it was the fifth minute. It was the fifth minute. Was it uh, yeah, and it was, was the, early? No, yeah, it was that it was early. Yeah, early. And it was, it was the first early score early to get. Yeah. Was it the first score to get? Yeah, it was. No, yeah. no, 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 it wasn't. no, the All Ireland final. It was the first it was score, score to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, well, match, I, I, you, the Tyrone could, one was like I think Dublin. I think it was a bit pretty much a level game. But you then. could honestly put both goals. You down, could to put be both goals down, especially. I think the first one sticks out a little bit more for me. It was a super individual effort. That one wasn't it? Both of them were super. Both of them were individual. Yeah, they were ridiculous. That's true. Yeah, it was. There was kind of questions asked whether he's going to be able to stand up against these big teams now, and then he just did it. So that's what makes it such a good moment. Fantastic, um, fantastic footballer. Yeah, so that's that's three so far. You got Conor Callan go, whatever one you want. One, uh, one Dean Rock, one Joe Canning, the Hurling uh, final. Uh, like that, what, the that, last that kind of like the final yeah. whistle of yeah. the like, yeah, okay, the Hurling final. Uh, one I'm going to throw in. I'm not expecting any to choose it, but just one from me personally from my sport athletics being yeah. Gina Moses being the first Irish sprinter in God knows 
I think uh, God knows how many years to win a gold medal at the European under 20s oh I remember that actually yeah yeah, yeah. should not be like overlooked just, hopefully one for the future for the yeah, I'm going to throw level. one down as well Katie Taylor winning winning the yep. championship yeah uh, I would uh, yeah I guess yeah yeah um, anything else lads before we go to vote I'm ready to vote I'm ready to yeah, vote. Ready let's to vote. go My Dean Rock yeah Dean, Dean Rock. Rock for me too. Dean Rock Ian well I guess it doesn't really matter but I suppose I might as well go James McLean <laughs> that's fair Dean, it's Dean Rock for me, of it's course. It's Dean lads. Rock. I'm wearing a Dublin Dean jersey. Big Come Dean on. Rock. Big Dino. He's local. Big Dino. Congratulations, Dino. Dino works. Dino works actually around DCU, and yeah, he does. He works. He works. DCU. Uh, well, he works with uh, disability services. He works yeah. with my, my sister's. Um, I know. Primary Holly, school in Stewart's. Holly's auntie works. Uh, is, in Stewart's as well. Yeah, he's training for Special Olympics. A swimmer, I think, and he works with Dean Rock. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's a special. He's an SNA like. Dino's just he's just a good guy they were saying like even after the All-Ireland on the Tuesday he was back yeah like nothing happened yeah like nothing happened yeah. just a credit to the guy he is a brought the, he the brought field. the um, Sam Maguire into um, my yeah, sister's skill brought it in as well. uh, my sister has a, a, a Dublin guy this year's goalkeeper jersey actually yeah. uh, the old Cluck one which uh, well it's the same as last season yeah. as well actually they might update it for next year I don't know it's been two years now but uh, yeah she's got that one and uh, they brought it in and Sarah Grace I should say mm. uh, not Sarah Grace because I could take a picture with it so it was um, lovely what a guy congrats to Dino former DCU student of course but um, now we're going like to move on to help out the alumni. team of the year lads and we've got loads of candidates for this realistically oh, some of them Sam. Alex won't agree with of course and maybe yourself well I would not agree with um, first team of the year of course is Galway when they first all Ireland in 29 years yeah, we, all, we talked about it in Joe Canning I'd, a, I'd actually honestly throw Waterford down in there as well Waterford as well yeah apart honest. from like the last game either one of them could have really been team of the year yeah. um, Dublin, Dublin three in a row um, the Irish rugby team I know they did have, didn't have have the best six nations they could have had but um, the Autumn Internationals they've turned it around with the summer and the Autumn Internationals they are one of the leading force in rugby they moved up to third in the world um, the Irish could you say the Irish football team now no, I do no, have no, them no no, 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 no get them off that list um, the Dublin ladies yeah, uh, winning yeah. their first All Ireland since I think I believe it's 2010. Um, yeah, only their second ever as well, for that matter. Second ever. Um, it could have it could have easily been Mayo's as well if Mayo would have won that final, but Dublin did end up winning that convincingly. Yeah, last Thanks ten to minutes. Jack McCaffrey's stay. sister. Uh, of all oh things. my Andy goodness, Black what's her name? As well yeah. up front. What's Jack McCaffrey's name sister's well? name? Sarah. Kira. Kira. No, Sarah. Sarah McCaffrey. Sarah McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sarah 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 Sarah. Sorry. Um, I do also have Cork City down, but that's more the Sean Maguire City. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, Cork City um, are winning this. I will, I will uh, walk out of action. Alex never is come back uh, Cork City playing his veto. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Right, lads, are we all voting Cork I, City. So, <laughs> I, th- I think we're ready to vote. Yeah, um, I'm, are I'm we ready good. to vote, lads? I would give it to the Dublin men's footballers for the sake of the dominance row, that they yeah. have showed. If you are looking at a team isolated in their own sport, and this is no offense to the Mayo lads, yeah. but. There's no team of the list that you just read out who are as who are so much better and ahead of the rest of their opposition yeah. than that Dublin football team at the moment. And there's no other way of looking past that. Definitely, I am going to vote for Galway and win their first yeah. All Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Dublin because three in a row is the achievement in GAA when it comes to Iron football titles. It, it is, course, yeah. it is yeah. the achievement, and I, you can't go without crediting that. So you have to credit it. Yeah. In fairness, lads, I do. I do want to credit Galway. I would like if Dublin weren't in this, I would definitely give it to Galway. After 29 years, it was they've been exceptional since March, really, when they turned it around the league. They actually beat Waterford in that quarter. I think it was quarter final league. It was. Yeah. And they're unbeaten since then. Yeah, they beat. It was a tip in the league final. 
Yeah, they beat Tipton yeah. in the league final, and I think it was either True Alenso be Wexford or one of them um, in the semi. But um, no, they haven't looked back since. They are oh, the utterly dominant. Mm. And um, yeah, they were deserving all Ireland winners. Um, but but it's Dublin. Yeah. It has to be Dublin three in a row. Um, they're like like Alex said, like Luke said, they're they're acres ahead of anyone in the country, with the exception of Mayo, who are the only team realistically to put it up to them. Yeah, and even um, still, then they're dragging on their coattails. Mayo, Mayo were the only team to come within nine points of Dublin in this year's championship. That's I think it's eight or nine points. That isn't an insane. And I know it was only one point. And yeah, the second clo- the second closest were Kildare and Kildare were Kildare ten. Kildare and Kildare, Kildare were, were ten points behind. Yeah, so like that. That's just it, it's a credit to how good Dublin are, and yeah. it's it's a bigger achievement for them as well, just because they haven't they haven't reached such levels since the seventies and eighties, since the years of Hefo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's Dublin team of the year. Yeah. And we'll ask Jim Gavin Reserve and the players the to come collect me. their award as well from DCFM whenever they feel so. Um, and now we move on to the big one, which is the one I'm looking forward to the most because there will be a bit of debate for this. Sports person of the year. And we we could have 10, 20 nominations if we wanted to. But we'll go with... Um, we're going to go with Conor Callahan is my first nomination. Of course. We all know he's won everything he could possibly win apart from Footballer of the Year, mm-hmm. which was given to Andy Moran, who is another nomination. Of Andy course. Moran played out of his skin he's 34 years old and Complete he looks resurgence. like he yeah, looks like yeah. he's 10 years younger than he is yeah. um, Cora Staunton as mentioned she was up for the reward but you can't leave her out of this nope. James McLean mm. exceptional in Ireland jersey key goal against Wales always gives us it all you can never criticise him Rogue. for his passion yeah. more than anything uh, Shawnee Maguire uh, top scorer in the League of Ireland my Kent sentimental favourite came, uh, came to England as well in August and Still is banging in the goals for Preston, so mm-hmm. he cannot be overlooked. Um, I also have Katie Taylor down too as well. Yeah, for her massive, like just phenomenal rise since coming from amateur oh. to professional. We can throw Donovan really, in O'Driscoll. She's really the benchmark there. We can throw O'Driscoll and O'Donovan in as well. Yeah. Okay. Can anyone, I, anyone else? I, I, I'd like to nominate Sean O'Brien. Yeah. For his performance during the Lions series. Uh, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I, he was I, the play, He was my player of the Lions series. I'd almost throw Ty Furlong in for the same reason. To be honest with you, I would have thrown. I'd throw. I'd throw Ty Furlong to be the sports person of the last two years. Yeah, since yeah, he, to since be he honest, got that yeah. Ireland jersey, he's literally grabbing onto it, and like I think he's taking other jerseys at this stage. He's that good. Like, he's that good. <laughs> he is. He is easily one of the best. Oh my god! Uh, don't don't like, don't get me going. He is one of the best props in the game at the moment. Do you, right, have, do you have anyone have to no throw forward? How did you say John O'Brien has put it down my mind now? Oh, Lukey, right, Lukey, guys, Lukey. So just to recap, <laughs> we've got uh, Conor Callahan, Cora Staunton, James McLean, Andy Moran, Sean Maguire, Katie Taylor, Sean O'Brien, and O'Donovan O'Driscoll. Straight off the bat, I'm going for Cora Staunton. Cora Staunton. Why? We'll, we'll say why for the sake of this one. Uh, yeah. Why? Because she's uh, just phenomenal. She's been probably player of the year for Mayo for God knows how many years now. She's <laughs> single-handedly... Mm-hmm. The club to um, Mayo's success, I think was it. Oh, all Ireland. All Ireland. Yeah. Oh, look, there was. Yeah, one, yeah. I think she was playing in the Connacht final or Connacht semi final, and she scored five fourteen herself. Yeah, yeah it or was something out of five seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Like. Yeah. Amazing, uh, no, she's absolutely going, amazing. She's going down to try her hand at a different sport. You know, she's branching yeah. out, not content with. Um, shows a bit of desire and ambition. She's, she's really brought the like the women's game forward in a year where now they have a record. They've a record all our final attendance. I think they yeah. have forty four thousand. Yeah. yeah, everyone was actually interested to watch watch the women's game, which is great to see. It is and the way it should be really because like the women's game is exceptional. 
you know it's it's a brilliant dynamic now as well with Dublin winning it. Mayo are still strong. Cork are on Cork and Cork slash, like, yeah. slash resurgence. We don't know. We'll see. So yeah, um, and Big John Morley is her biggest fan. Yeah. What's not to like? Everyone listening now would, of course, know who Big John Morley is. Of course, he they is will. G- the Pope he is our GA correspondent is. for um, Action Replay. But um, yeah. Ian's given his his decision. Uh, who, who are you going for, Luke? After much deliberation in my mind, Sean, o- Sean O'Brien was almost there for what was a stunning line series. Yeah. A line series he himself was not content with because he still managed to develop about Warren Gatland. <laughs> so, yeah. Such is the desire of the man that he wasn't satisfied with it a draw over that series yeah. but I'm going to give it to Andy Moran as a great sportsman uh, and as obviously as a Dublin GA fan yeah. I couldn't look past Andy Moran because he won Footballer of the Year um, he did yeah. uh, uh, he, he probably was Footballer of the Year it was, for me it was between him or, or, or Conor Callan who's also on this list but mm-hmm. I'm saying Andy Moran because how old he is yeah. how much people thought he was over how he thought he was done and he's come back and the, the second half of his season from the qualifiers onwards was yeah, ridiculously was exceptional, good yeah. ridiculously good yeah. I mean every against Cork he, he, he dug them out of a hole uh, against you know Roscommon uh, sensational again and against Dublin he gave it his all he gave it 110 yeah he did, uh, he did. Uh, he so for me Andy Moran is my sports person of the year what about Alex or oh. want me to give mine if you can't decide. Yeah, it's t- I'm I'm down to maybe three in the back of my mind, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to knock Katie Taylor out in a minute. Not physically, um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. That's never going to happen. But um, there are two that I'm kind of mulling over, and to be fair, one of them does involve a lot of sentimental value within my own heart, considering it's what I support. It's Sean McGuire. He is one of them, yeah. Uh, but I think with the logical hat on. Uh, with the logical hat on first of all I wish we had a young sports person of the year because Conor Callahan obviously runs away with yeah. that but I think I'm going to have to agree with Ian and Insane. go for Cora Cora Stanton Cora okay. Stanton for everything that he said the, the stunning individual effort yeah. that she's put in for God knows how many years now um, to be a leading light at a time when women's sport is growing in popularity exponentially mm. across all disciplines in Ireland, but particularly in, in particularly in, in quality GAA. as well. It, it, yeah, I, I've I've really really enjoyed watching ladies football this year. Yeah, it's, I have too. Like I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, um, uh, and I kind of came around to it this year. Yeah. And the standard of football is like some people might give it a little bit of disrespect, but it, it really is exceptional. Yeah. And it is the amount, and like you know, oh, they're not as physical, oh, this, that, and the other. You know, you can you, you throw all the old tired arguments at it, but at the end of the day, no, it's the, not the individual skill of a lot of those players yeah. is equitable to a lot of the top players in the men's. And okay, you know, they've got the physical advantage of them. That's always the way it's going to be, unfortunately. But um, biologically, yeah, it's yeah. I don't the, even think you have to get into the whole debate about no, but uh, you can you can just say Cora Staunton. But in terms of a, a, but in terms of a, a mainstream uh, outlet, um, women's football is beginning to, to permeate that now. Finally, and she Coruscant is is the, is the leader of a yeah. generation, and indeed probably the past generation. She deserves the plot. No matter how popular women's football yeah. is, and, and it, Sean McGuire did come point. very close because what I was thinking of was, in terms of a jump in standard from last season to this season, Sean McGuire certainly made the biggest jump. But that no offense, Katie Taylor, but the apologies been over against are generally you know that they have a bit of the standard that you would have expected um, and I hope I'm not being too disrespectful in saying that but I think that's why Shawnee would have come close for me 
like if we have a like a a, a play, I'll give it to him. But Coruscant <laughs> takes the cup. Um, yeah. So, so it guarantees it's somebody from Mayo. It is somebody from Mayo. It's either Andy Morn or Coruscant. And uh, my second place as is Conor Callan without a shadow of a doubt yeah. he is one of the best best footballers in Ireland right now he had quite possibly the best year anyone will ever have in GA not only in hurling but in football he and he still hasn't won the award <laughs> yeah in in, 20, in 2017 he won what in hurling he won an All-Ireland club in in both foot, uh, sorry an All-Ireland club a Leinster club and a Dublin one yeah, in 2017, and then in football terms, he went under 21. He didn't, he didn't captain Ireland. the 21s, did he? He didn't know, but he, he still didn't captain the 21s. But he was a key figure at full forward or half forward for the 21s. Won the All Ireland, and then joined that Dublin team, and then won Leinster, Leinster the All Ireland as, well. as well. Yeah, and then obviously Young Player of the Year and an All Star. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's unfortunate there is no Young Player of the Year or person like Sports Person of the Year because he'd definitely take it. Of course, but um, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with the lads. It's it's Cora. It has to be Cora. Yeah. For all for all the reasons mentioned, I, I'll, I'll be echoing Alex if I go into them again. But um, she's a, she's a living legend, simple as. And she's a lovely woman. She's a lovely. She's a woman. lovely, lovely woman. And you actually have to resend the photo that we took with her because I don't have it on my phone. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thank you. And we, we can get and and big match get, shot as we well. We can get a new picture with her when um, she comes to collect her award. She comes to collect the award, of course. Yeah. We, we, there's going to be loads of. She's got to collect. She's got to collect two awards. I can't wait to roll out that red carpet. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that concludes our awards. Just to recap, um, the Alberto Moreno Award for Biggest Loser of the Year, unfortunately, is Martin O'Neill. <laughs> um, the Glenn Whelan well Award Martin. for Spirit and Personality goes to uh, O'Donovan O'Driscoll, the Irish rowing duo. Um, at number three, it's the Sports Moment of the Year, and that is Dean, o- Dean Rock's uh, last minute point to win the All Ireland for Dublin. And mm-hmm. uh, number four is Team of the Year, and that goes to Dublin winning three in a row. We've Dublin men's, by the way. Dublin men's. GAA football winning three All-Irelands in a row great achievement for them and of course the sports person of the year is Cora Staunton yep. on a vote of three to one yep so um, that concludes sorry our, Andy sorry Shawnee sorry Andy Moore. sorry Shawnee O'Brien as well for that matter but um, yeah that concludes our 2017 uh, year in review and awards um, and it's also our last podcast of 2017 unfortunately lads heartbreak Young one it's wakes. Heartbreaking, and but um, there's always semester two. There is always semester two, yeah. and plenty to talk about next year when we do come back in February when it comes to Champions when League. City when City have already won Six the Nations. League. <laughs> when City have already won next year's league. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'd like to thank. I suppose that is the end of 2017. I'd like to thank everybody who also come on who isn't here today. You know, you have Hugh for MMA, Billy as well, Big John, Big John. Did John Morley come on for a podcast? Oh wait! I don't think so. I think no, it's, I I think think it's no, just been, didn't know. I think it's we, just we, been we, ourselves. We'd like with to the... criticize John Morley for being lazy. And <laughs> <laughs> he has yeah, featured so in an intro, though. Well, he featured yes, in my voice and it. I said Alice his Dunn's. voice in an intro. Yeah. <laughs> so he he is technically in it. But um, yeah, I'd like to thank Billy and Hugh as well for coming on and voicing their opinions. But um, yeah, that concludes our last last podcast of 2017. Mm-hmm. And cheers for all the lads coming on and giving their awards and um, we'll see you next year thanks